Work is no longer just about productivity and metrics. It's about people. And when we focus on positivity, communication, belonging, and development, the numbers take care of themselves. This is Work Human Radio, where we talk to authors, researchers, and business leaders about the latest trends making work more human around the world. Here's your host, Mike Wood. Good morning and welcome to another Work Human Radio. I'm your host, Mike Wood. I hope that you and your families are doing well during this time. I'm at least happy for it being sunny out here outside Boston. I try to look for the good things in every day and keep moving forward. So we have another Keeping Work Human series episode today with Steve Pemberton, our CHRO. He's going to be talking to Liat Rothschild, who is the founder and CEO of Packed with Purpose. She's an advocate for building human connections at work, and that's what we're all about. And that's what we miss right now is some human connections. So enjoy this interview with Liat Rothschild and take care of each other. Hey, everybody. It's Steve Pemberton, the Chief Human Resources Officer at WorkHuman. And today I am joined as part of our Keeping Work Human series. I'm joined by Liat Rothschild, the founder and CEO of Pact with Purpose. Liat, I love that name. So we're going to talk a little bit about the name in a little bit. But for our listeners, Liat is an expert in employee engagement and an advocate for building human connections in a business setting. So you don't understand why we at WorkHuman are really, really excited to talk with her. Liat, it's great to have you with us today. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me and inviting me to join you. So where are you calling us from? Yeah, so I'm calling you from Chicago, Illinois. Today it's nice and sunny, so I, we really can't complain. Yeah, a long, a long time in coming, <laughs> that's for sure. For a day, so well-deserved. Yes, that it is, that it is. Coinciding with this gradual reopening of the country. Packed with Purpose, tell us a little bit about how you got started, how you arrived at the name. Yeah, well, Packed with Purpose is a corporate gifting company with a social mission. So we're all about helping companies and individuals send great gifts to their employees, their clients, their partners that really delight recipients, but also create a social impact. And just a little bit of back history, my background has been this wonderful dance between social impact in business. So I was a Peace Corps volunteer in Paraguay. So got to work with some farmers and really thinking through income generating opportunities, but then worked a lot in marketing strategies and ultimately helped chief sustainability officers think about how to use a company's corporate social responsibility dollars to both do well for the business, but also help society. And it was at that point that I thought this thing called a corporate gift could really use a facelift and a total composition change by changing the types of products in the gift and the experience and just making it totally wow recipients in terms of the products in it, where all of the items would create an impact in addition to really delighting the recipient with the item itself. Wow. So tell me a bit about how this has begun to unfold in light of COVID. Are you seeing any signs of maybe growth at scale or an acceleration? Uh, Yeah. Honestly, as an entrepreneur and as the CEO of my company, just tremendously grateful. It is really hard times for so many businesses and lots of my fellow business owners. So I feel really grateful that we're in industry in a particular company that is thriving. 
So we've basically seen 8x growth over the last few months compared to last year. And that is just all attributed to companies, I would say the first wave of many of the orders we saw were companies that were eager to send gifts to their employees because they know that their employees are working super hard under stressful circumstances and they want to tell them how much they appreciate them beyond a gratitude channel in Slack or beyond their emails or whatever other means they might have been communicating to date. Sure. So was the growth that you've seen, did that come as a surprise to you or was this something you could have anticipated? Well, I would say my company has been growing. I founded the company in 2016. So we've seen steady growth year over year. But I think 8X is even much more than I would have anticipated at the start of the year. And as being part of the company, we get to understand why our clients are sending gifts and we get a sneak peek at the gift message. So we really understand what they're trying to communicate and what some of their objective is in sending the gifts. And it truly is in forging a connection with their employees or their clients, sending a gift during trying times and just adding an element of what I would call surprise and delight or joy during a time when you might not necessarily be receiving that on a daily basis. And I would imagine too that gift like that in these moments of uncertainty, isolation in particular, also have that same kind of effect and impact, fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. And our gifts are all about Social impact or purpose is embedded in our gift. And so each one of the products within our gift boxes comes from a purpose-driven company or a social enterprise. So for example, we might include chocolate-covered pretzels that are made by adults with disabilities or granola that's made by women who are survivors of abuse, who are on a path forward in terms of their financial independence. So whether it's an edible item or it's a Tumblr journal, there's basically a story behind each one of the items. And we tell that story in our full booklet. So it really feels like more of an experience when you get our gift. Because yes, while you are enjoying the items, you're also the bigger experience is being part of the community that you're impacting by nature of having received that gift. Right. And I want to ask a little bit about things as we hopefully continue to get on the other side of this. And when we're looking at the gradual reopening, for example, and in America, where we're seeing just this brazen denial or complete flaunting of the guidance and the rules, given what you do in the focus on humanity and goodness, and yet we're seeing these other behaviors too. Like, have you had a moment to reflect on that at all? I mean, I would say probably it depends on where my reflection goes in a day, but (laughs) Yeah. yeah trying to stay positive, which is true to my nature. Really, for me and my team, every single day, we just feel so humbled and proud and excited, honestly, every day to not just help companies or people send cheer. Sometimes they're sending gifts of condolences or they're sending gifts of get better. But it's just really been an honor for us to be part of their experience and their desire to really like extend an embrace in a way that you can't do these days. And so the best you can do is through a gift. And so for us, really, it feels like the silver lining is being part of an opportunity to do good and to connect with other people at the same time. In a way, that one thing about where a lot of our attention is focused, a lot of the stories that we see, there have been a number in the last 
48 hours in the African-American community of just horrors, unimaginable things unfolding in America. And so yeah. you combine that with all these other things, and it can be, I think, at a casual glance, you kind of miss that, despite all of that, that's still the smaller part of society, that the greater part, and the part that will actually help see us through these enormous difficulties is the goodness. There's, there's more of the goodness than there is of the darkness. And sometimes you think you have to almost have a calculated plan in your daily digest of news and information to actively seek that out. So, because there's no logical end to a relentless focus on hopelessness and cynicism. And yet you also have to deal with these major societal issues as well. So packed with purpose to me in a way does this. Maybe I can't impact some of these things, but I can impact a small part of the world. Definitely. And I feel like the philosophical interlude for this conversation, definitely part of the impetus for starting Packed with Purpose was realizing that we could have a big impact on a number of different communities. And we source products primarily from the United States. So whether it's cities or states across the country, there's communities in need in our own backyard, right? In New York and Chicago and Detroit and LA, you name it. There's basically populations in need. And there's amazing organizations that are helping them out, right? Whether it's like teen moms who are starting a new life, or it's individuals that are survivors of gun violence. There's just incredible opportunity for us to do good just by sourcing those products. And so that was really part of the idea behind starting Pack with Purpose. Like, there's a lot of things that aren't right. I can't fix all of them, but I can create this wonderful opportunity to send joy or to say thank you and express your appreciation. And at the same time, the cherry on top is that you're creating an impact in all these amazing communities across the country. So again, I feel like there's a lot of things that are challenging and it's glorious for us to be able to come to work and do the work that we do. And all of those kindnesses create ripples, which oftentimes are hard to quantify and measure. We see in our world that we're human, that gratitude begets gratitude. Goodness begets goodness. And I'm sure you're seeing the same thing at Pack with Purpose. I want to ask you a bit about the question that is in front of all employers now, and it's how do you keep employees engaged when they're working remotely? And I mean, at minimum, there's a whole rush to figure out, are we going to become a remote working world? It's almost when home movies came out, and was that going to be the end of the movie theater? Well, it's not, right? But at minimum, though, it is at least going to be a hybrid model. I suspect you're going to see a lot more maybe rotations and people working one week in an office, one week at home, a whole lot of ways that, that might unfold. So I'm saying that because engagement of remote workers is going to be a new skill that's going to be required of companies. What are some tips and advice that you might have to offer for those keeping remote workers engaged? Yeah, well, I think that this is definitely the hot topic that everyone is thinking about, whether offices are planning on opening up in the near term, or they already know that their offices will remain closed through the remainder of 2020. And some of the things that we think about, and definitely tips that I would share is thinking about communication. So not just the communication channels, right, whether it's through Slack, or you're doing Zoom calls, but also thinking about providing equitable information and disseminating those announcements to people that might be in the office and other people that might continue to work from home for a variety of reasons. So making sure that you're sharing information across mm -hmm. channels, 
everyone equal distribution of knowledge. Because, you know, if we think of like the water cooler conversation, that might not happen for many months. And there's a lot of value, even in terms of like teamwork and synergies across client projects. So just thinking about how do you share that information in a formal way? And then how do you create informal opportunities so that client teams or different departments can come together and collaborate? Because now more than ever, we need to be as innovative and as flexible as possible. So creating those opportunities so that different departments or different groups can come together to share their ideas and really build upon them and then have an opportunity to bring that up, right? As opposed to that being a sidebar conversation, sharing that with managers or supervisors or VP plus executive leadership so that they're actually ideas that become actions. So those are two thoughts that I would share. And then beyond that, I think companies are just thinking about how do you express your appreciation for employees? How do you express your gratitude for them? And part of it is expressing it and the other part is acting on it. So whether it be providing different types of flexibility and offering different choices that might make working from home or coming to the office more comfortable depending on people's individual circumstances. So having a really good plan, whether it's someone from HR or you've got a manager who is really having one-on-one conversations because there's a lot of sensitivities where people, it's your colleague, but they've got a whole life behind the scenes at home. So depending on who they live with and people that might be immunocompromised or elderly or their own concerns or their own personal anxieties, a lot to unpack that I think companies now more than ever are wrestling with or realizing it's my colleague during the day, but it's also my colleague who has a whole nother life that, you know, at the same time. The work life that uh, has long been preached and advocated for is here. And so, you know, certainly it's fueling a lot of adoption of things. Remote working is one of the long debates about productivity and efficiency and trust if you're working from home and now being forced into that model which by its very nature global, maybe has helped companies realize that by and large employees can be trusted. They are oftentimes very, very productive because you're not dealing with commute times, for example, but you're also seeing the other side of their life. You know, the children on their laps uh, or in the background, dogs running by and cats on shelves. That's part of humanity too. And this idea of a line between, well, my work and my life don't intersect. Well, you know, not when you got their background. So I'm looking at your background, you're looking at mine. We could have worked together 15 years and I would have never seen that and vice versa, you know? So Absolutely. maybe there's a way humanity connects as a result. The other thing I would just add is, I think it's also a great opportunity for companies to think about their culture and do they have the right employees at the table that match the company's culture and mindset, whatever that might be. And probably moments of challenges in terms of personnel is probably illuminating in terms of some employees that might have the right mindset or that might not have the same values. And so it might result in some challenging times where companies decide that some employees aren't right for them, but it's a wonderful opportunity also for employees to realize, hey, this company isn't the right fit. I'm going to find a company that truly values who I am and my skill set and what I can contribute. So with every opportunity, there might be a little bit of pain, but at the end, it should be a change that is for the better, both for a company and for employees. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let me wrap up by asking you in the typical work human fashion, we are focused on gratitude. 
as are you, actually. So what are you grateful for today? So I am grateful for health in my family. So my father, he was actually recently hospitalized. He had a complication with his cancer treatment. Being in the hospital during COVID is super anxiety-ridden. It's really challenging. So I feel so blessed that he's out of the hospital. He's healthy. He's doing well. It's a little bit of like the sneak peek as to who I am. And really, it's a beautiful thing. Yes, that it is. And I am thrilled to hear that he is out and back home. And I have a man. He lives in Florida. known for a long time. He has been like a dad to me. And in the midst of not COVID related, but he too found himself in the hospital. And so the last like 72 hours, it's a back and forth and how's he doing? And so he'll be coming home today and I think they have a handle on his medical issues. So we share that similarity of gratitude. And you're exactly right. I mean, talking to uh, his wife is what you went through as well, that you cannot see them. If they're in the ICU, you can't talk to them. It's very, very difficult situations for families to navigate. And in our case, they were coming back to us. But in some cases, we know that families are losing a loved one and it's hard. And it also back to that point of gratitude that makes you so grateful for the kind of ecosystem of gratitude that no doubt surrounded your dad, the folks in the hospital from the cleaning staff all the way to, you know, the doctor, just extraordinary people. Yes. And, you know, the benefit of having a gifting company is that we shipped out so many gifts. You know, part of what we did also Pack with Purpose, which some of the idea was fueled by my father, but also just wanting to help those in the front lines was to send gifts to hospitals near and far, right? Like we were sending gifts to ICUs and emergency rooms and hospitals where we didn't know a single person, but all we knew is, especially from personal experience, all of these first responders are working so hard on all of our behalf. So the least we could do was send them a gift to say thank you. So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we are so grateful for you and for joining us for your vision of Pack with a Purpose and no doubt the many ripples of goodness that it is delivering all across the world. So thanks again for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Steve. If you want to see business leaders, culture keepers, and industry experts come together to share the latest research and ideas for making work more human, you need to be at Work Human Live in 2020, May 11th through the 14th in San Antonio. Visit workhuman.com to see the full lineup of speakers and reserve your spot in the number one conference of 2020. 